Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Herman Cain and depend on this Whenever and wherever There's breaking news Severe weather alert Or a traffic red alert The WSB 24-hour breaking news center Will tell you about it News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB depend on it The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience No, I want this town to be near you No, gray skies ever turn blue Good Friday Eve to you, Mark Aram here, you there. It's 10.07, 7 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Thank you for joining the Friday edition of the program. Got a kind of big show tonight. Coming up later on the program, uh, Debbie Gibson. You might have heard of her. 80s pop yes. star. She'll be joining us. Uh, actor Corey Stoll. From Ant-Man, Black Mass, Born Legacy, a bunch of stuff. He's he's going to be joining us on the show. But as always, we like to bring the funny to uh, kick things off on a Friday. Uh, joining me uh, fresh off the Sick of Stupid tour, uh, it is Tom Simmons and uh, Cliff Cash. Gentlemen, thanks for joining the Mark Aram Show. Thanks for having us on. Did Thank I nail it right? Sick of, Sick Sick of Stupid y- stu- tour. That's it. SOS. Okay. SOS. And your third guy... Didn't didn't uh, Stu didn't make it? What Stuart happened? Huffs, he's uh, he's went home to see his little baby, his little boy, ten month old. He's been on the road up in Canada, stuff like that. So he hadn't seen her in a while. So he's by home. So he went to it. So the, in this area, where where does he live? Athens. Oh, cool. Are you guys all local or no? Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. And then I went to high school and stuff in Atlanta and. Mm-hmm. All my sports teams are here, but I nice. live in North Carolina. That's where my wife was born and raised, and I've been living in Greensboro, North Carolina nice. for 10 years. Is that years. the mountainous area of North Carolina? Nope. Nope. I, you know what I know of North Carolina? The Cherokee d- Casino. Oh, yeah? That, that's the, that's the, the exact <laughs> representation of North Carolina. Thank you. Right. Don't worry about the research triangle and the highest concentration no, of PhDs no. in that country. Exactly. <laughs> Cherokee oh, yeah, Casino. They have that too. Mark. I forgot about yeah, yeah, Chapel Hill. And people all that. in wheelchairs and oxygen <laughs> smoking cigarettes through their throat holes. That's us. That's my version of I love that. It's gorgeous there, though. Have you been to the, the mountains of North it Carolina? Is. Yeah, uh, as long as you don't. was hiding out. I yeah. Mean, come on. Yeah, there you go. He could anywhere he wanted. He's like, I'm going to the mountains of North Carolina. We got some making up to do in Mark's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, here's what I know. Cherokee Casino, Eric Rudolph. Right. Yeah. And next, HB2. That's, That's it. it. That's, That's North Carolina legislature met passing racist voting laws. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what we're oh, known we're for. We're on fire right yeah. now. Absolutely. So you guys have been doing this tour, and you just came down from uh, Canada. Yes. Edmonton. That Forgive me, where in Canada is Edmonton? Uh, say probably six, seven hours north of Minnesota. You know what wow. I mean? Like it, up above, uh, kind of is Montana minnesota so is it cold there now no no no, no. everybody <laughs> thinks you know the kids interesting though is canadians don't really like americans which of i was course. 
I, I didn't. I don't know. I was kind Most of surprised of by that. Like us, yeah, I know. But Canada, they're like our neighbors. Yeah. I was like, when we lose at hockey in the Olympics, we wrote for Canada. They yeah. probably do the same thing. No, no sir. No, they no, do no. not. <laughs> not at all. And they don't even want to visit the United States now. I don't know if you, they're like you really. Got, they're like, dude, you guys, you guys are going crazy. Every time you turn on the news, people are shooting each other in the oh, streets. You got to yeah. worry about you know blah blah terrorists and bombs. Like that's a terrible image for our country. We betray into the rest of the world. Or it's a great anti-immigration policy. He's really, <laughs> that's exactly right. Why would anyone want to come to this country that's right now? Right. We need Look to the crank that up on. more. That's interesting because driving, especially along the 75 corridor going out of Florida, you'd see all these Ontario plates, the snowbirds coming down. Right. And I've been seeing less and less of them because they're probably all scared of of the United States. They're now. they're a little bit fearful, and their and their dollar has collapsed next to ours yeah. again. And they so. heard Tom's bit about it, and we're like, no, nah, <laughs> yeah, stay out of there. Do, do the uh, do the the Canadians get your stuff? Do they do, does it translate to the Great White North? I think they're actually more like they're more informed than Americans in a, in a many ways. Mm-hmm. You know, their television is covers more of the world than just us. Sure. You know, we're like a. America's like a really boring hot chick that won't quit talking about herself. You know what I mean? Like, look how beautiful I am. I've met many of those girls. <laughs> right, yes. so, so not your listeners. You guys are great. Come yeah. to the shows. No, yeah. the, the WSB <laughs> listeners are, they're outside of the bubble. They're well-informed and, and well-rounded, I'm sure. Yeah, let's hope. You know, I think so. I mean, who is? I mean, who books you in Edmonton? Let's go back to that. There's your a, agent? There's a... Uh, well, right. Well, you know, they have some good rooms up there. You know really? what I'm saying? They really are. Like, Canadians yeah. are cool people to talk to. They have those Great beds comedy. of sort of what we're, we're sort of this idea of the show is sort of liberal Southerners, you yeah. know? So, like Cliff said before, you know, there's millions of, of, conservatives but they make up like what 55 percent and then the rest of us get ignored basically mm-hmm. in the south so that's what so you are um liberal southerners which i mean if, if you know the demographics of wsb radio which we you know you're a unicorn right <laughs> so, right so <laughs> yes. how, how does someone from north carolina someone um from athens someone from um cherokee the, yeah, the I'm casino. from Cherokee. I grew up in the <laughs> casino. From the craps table. With Eric Rudolph. How do, how do you become a liberal Southern? How do, how, what's the transformation By, by having the opposite really, really forced on you your whole life. I think that's a great way to turn your kid into a flaming liberal. Oh, really? Okay. Forced Just religion out of rebellion. And, and, and conservative politics. I don't know if it was deliberately out of rebellion, but it was just like, hey, you know, you're you're telling me this stuff so adamantly, it's making me want to look it up. You know, I got you. So I, I think by the time and my sister came out to me when I was fifteen, came out as a Democrat. Uh, right? No, no, I, I came <laughs> yeah. out as a Democrat at thirty. Okay, uh, and it was just as hard as yeah, coming imagine. out as gay. I think, but uh, <laughs> to your dad, yeah. <laughs> my parents are like, you're voting for who? <laughs> I was like, I almost didn't vote for him because he's half white. I just wanted to get. <laughs> We get a whole cont- completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so about your sister comes out of the closet at 15. Yeah, and I think that really, uh, you know, and, and I was already a pretty open-minded kid at that yeah. point. But but you know, when somebody you love that much is part of the gay community, you, you're going to go to bat Absolutely. for them. And uh, so I was constantly going to bat uh, with anybody in society that w- wanted to say something mean about my sister. Gotcha. And then she finally came out to my folks like. I guess about uh, seven or eight years later. 
So you knew before your parents? I knew. I was the first one in the family. She called. Wow. She was talking on did the phone. Did you hold that I, over her head for seven years? I right. did. I was like, listen. <laughs> you better do this or I'm telling mom. Right. Did that damage I, you to lie to your parents for seven years? <laughs> I figured not being able to go to heaven was enough punishment yeah. for her. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Cliff Cash, Tom Simmons, part of the Sick of Stupid Tour. I should mention, I haven't even mentioned this yet. Uh, you're at the Punchline this weekend. Yes. Three shows tomorrow night and then one show on Sunday night. Tickets available online at punchline.com. Uh, we'll Will this be your first foray into the new Punchline location in Buckhead? Yeah, it is for me. And me too. Yeah. And I actually started at the, the the original Punchline. To me, that was Yankee Stadium well, when of I was course, a kid. Yeah. You know, like at all that wood and the, everybody's jammed in there. And Legendary. Yeah, that's where I that's sort of where I started as a comic. That and Uptown Comedy Corner, which was Earthquakes Black Comedy Club here in Atlanta. It's still on uh, Northside Drive. Yeah, right? it's a different, yeah. a little bit different club now. But yeah, I don't yeah. think you'd fly there. I, I did great there. I was I really was, yeah. I'm I was supposed to play there on Monday, but I don't know if I am. Right. Oh, dude, it's so fun. Uptown? I want to. That's yeah. yeah, do it, dude. Definitely. Yeah, I need to follow. It's up. a great vibe for yeah. sure right yeah so that's yeah. sort of the comedy i grew up around you yeah. know punchline and that so it's like i i sort of melded them together into my in my style somehow as as i do it so very cool really. so yeah. you're a three-man crew again Stu's not here because he's a a good dad right um wh- how, do, how does this how does the show work what can we expect to see on the punchline stage uh i go up first and do you know we, we split the time there's mm-hmm. three of us and uh, i bring up tom and then i come back up and bring up Stuart or you know, we kind of mix it up. Okay. Um, but Stuart closes out the show with a, like about a 45-minute set. And, uh, you know, I guess my style is kind of sarcastic, social commentary, um, talk a little bit about religion and stuff. And Tom's style, and my, you jump in, but I think is he's he's kind of analytical and a little cynical. And he talk, he's got a lot of, you know, he writes really about cur- what's going on right now, which is really a current event kind of thing. Well, Louisiana Purchase uh, isn't looking like such a great deal anymore now, is it? <laughs> it's too, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> and they're um, usually super dark like that. And uh, <laughs> let me ask you that, Tom. If you're if you're a, uh, a current event kind of guy, um, this political season has got to be just a goldmine for you as a comedian, right? Yeah. Well, it's a mixed bag, you know, because you write like as the thing goes on, you write like uh, I got you know here's j- ten jokes about Ben Carson and blah blah, blah like and then and then they all start <laughs> to on, drop on. out. And there then, you go. There's yeah, the Ben Carson <laughs> jokes. Just forget about them. Oh, there goes my oh, five Jeb minutes Bush. on Bernie Sanders. <laughs> the Jeb Bush stuff out the window. Now I'm just well, down to Trump. Like, yeah. oh god, he's the perfect conservative because he's a he's a you know not a conservative. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Not even close. He's the perfect family values. Yeah, he's got three of them. um, Because as a talk show host, I am, especially on this station, I often have to um, play to both ends of the spectrum, especially when it comes to Donald Trump, because half our audience would um, walk into traffic for the man. Right. And half the audience would push him into traffic. (laughs) Yes. So I walk a tightrope as a talk show host when discussing Donald Trump. Do you feel the same way as a comedian, or you just don't even care? You just let it rip? Uh, I do both. I, do, I walk. I try to look. I try to look at both sides and make fun of both sides. So I, sure. if I'm, I make fun of him, I obviously disagree with him a lot more. Yeah. So I pound on him. I'll pound on him a little bit, and then I'll go and make fun of Clinton too. And it's funny All to right. watch. It's been interesting to watch liberals show up to a show, and then some of the things I do that question liberal. They, they they're it, it's a different vibe where they're taken aback, and I'm not. So I'm sort of learning to perform to liberals. To be at honest the with very you. least. Um, I found a new fill-in for the Mark Aram show. Next time I am uh, I am ill, I think you're going to come in because that's exactly what what I do here. 
right is uh you know you got to poke the bear on both sides of the aisle right and my yeah, brother-in-law absolutely. used to tell me back in the bush days when i would be when i was like we shouldn't be going you know when it was a minority of people that disagree with him and i'd go up there and make fun of that point of view like he's gonna rid the world of evil we can't even rid our own country you know we yeah it's like and uh my brother-in-law would be like you got to make fun of both sides like like uh jay leno and i'm like Oof, well I, that's not the comic i grew up yeah. admiring not that i don't love jay sure but there, um, to me there's only one side to the truth and i try to whatever my truth is i'm trying to tell that and within jokes well, then never mind you can't feel yeah. for me um <laughs> I, I, cliff you look like a young dude not that you don't tom but cliff you know you've got yeah. a, a baby thanks face. a lot how old are you and how long you've been doing stand-up i'm 36 okay i've been doing it for uh it'll be six years in january what what did you do prior I have uh, sold, uh, I worked at a Mercedes dealership selling cars, then I flipped houses for six years, and then I started a recycling business and ran that uh, unsuccessfully for about eight years. And, and I, now you finally got an honest living. And I've been doing, uh, yeah, I've been, people are like, yeah, he finally had got something that fits his immature outlook on life. Um, I finally dove into this full time. Last last summer, I was already it was already kind of my. That's got to be a frightening proposition, though, right? Yeah, I got married and and then oh, dove wife into loved comedy full time. I was like, oh, I my. need to make sure I got a wife first. <laughs> so now you can't bills. enjoy the uh, the fruits of your labor on the road, though, do you? That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. I did it all wrong. Exactly I really did. Right. But, uh, exactly but, right. But you know, the reality is, I could never get a girl better than my wife. He's right. Even she's if awesome. I succeeded yeah. at, at show business, understood. She's just a, a ten. All we'll latch around, on and then so, and hold yeah. on to. Her. How about you, Tom? How long have you been in the business? I've like over like a little over twenty years. Wow. So I've been doing it a while. I got you know I used to live in a motorhome and drive around the country doing it. Shocking. And, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> he freaked out when he came in and saw me a tie. He's like, well, "Are we on TV?" <laughs> He's all dressed up. And I was like, "I was supposed to be television." He's like, oh, "Wear no. a white T-shirt." What the hell? Yeah. Uh, did you have a real job before comedy? I did not. Or? I had a, like a. I worked in a. I worked in a restaurant, and I had a. I had a landscaping business with my dad here in Atlanta, nice. and I started here, and then I just. Sort of, you just keep, I just started getting work, and I just fell in love with it. I just love doing it. Real quick, we got about a minute before the break. How did, did the three of you, again, Stu's not here, how did the three of you hook up and, and start this uh, road show? Go ahead. Cliff called with the idea and was like, hey, I wanted to start a show with yeah. three liberal comics. And uh, we were like, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Click. Here we are on the radio. <laughs> Click. Uh, I, I've worked with Tom a lot in the past, and and uh, you know we there's sort of that's the genre that we're in, whether we mean to be or not, or whether we even think about it or not. But that's sort of our uh, you know our genre is that sort of liberal Southern comedy kind of thing, and so it's kind of the opposite of what you typically think of with Southern comedy yeah. is normally you know farts and camouflage or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> So this is, you know, That's we're covering the issues. The show. Everything from racism to climate change to, to the Federal Reserve Bank to, to Reserve. awesome. So it's a very heavy topic, but yeah. we make it fu we make that funny. And um, so I hooked up with these guys and talked them into it, and they said yes. Good job. Um, well, I look forward to seeing you on the Punchline stage tomorrow night. Three shows, six, eight, and ten ish. Yes, usually, and then Sunday at seven p.m. Show tickets available online at punchline.com. Can you hang out two minutes? Can. Yeah. All right, hang tight. Uh, we'll come right back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show in studio. Tom and Cliff from Sick of Stupid, the uh, the tour, uh, fresh off the road in Edmonton here at the Big Punchline uh, Comedy Club. Uh, the new location. Don't go to the old location. 
It's the new one in the Landmark Diner. It's nice. I'm not yelling at you, Tom. Okay, I good. know where you know to go. I was like, man, I was there last night. <laughs> Just, yeah. You're yelling like you were stuck trying to find parking at the no, old punchline. No, like line. some people keep going to the old location, and <laughs> right. it's frustrating. They're in the Landmark Diner. It's a great room. Yeah, amazing really food. You can get anything there to good, eat, by right. the way. I thought, I thought I'd be space. disappointed in the room because the pun- I love the old punchline yeah. so much, and I'm, it's it's wonderful. It it's looks cool. cool. It's yeah, got a great... It reminds me a little of the old punchline meets Dangerfields in New York. Yeah, it's like exactly. a It's a cool vibe. Yeah. And yeah. again, the menu is... You can order yes. anything you want. Yeah. I want really lobster tails and a cheese omelet. Yes. Okay. It's phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> Except for this week, you cannot order a conservative comic. Yeah, from the other. Exactly. <laughs> Not going to happen. Uh, sick of Stupid Tour. Folks, uh, tickets available online at punchline.com. Obviously, uh, the listeners are in love with you now, guys. How can we uh, follow you on social media, websites, all that kind of good stuff? Sick of Stupid on Twitter. Is it Sick of Stupid? S- uh, sick of Stupid on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Right. And then I'm Tom Simmons. I have a web series called So Then There's This on Facebook, which is like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not allowed to promote the web series. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so that's basically where you can find me doing jokes, on Facebook, on that thing. And Tom then, Simmons. What the hell is a web series, by the way? It's uh, like... Is this video? It's video. Okay. I, I shoot with... Uh, I, I do like topical news stories, like three of them a week, about oh, two cool. minutes, sort of... Chunks of jokes on those things, and then the it gets released on Facebook through the company that does it, and they're 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 pretty funny. Are they safe for family audiences? Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. Can I for, play them on the market. You can play show? them on our. Show. I'll give you the link. You can play as many as you want. Oh, be great. Oh, that's Look awesome. at that. I love that. New assistant producer and Tom. Stuart Huff. You can find him Facebook and uh, and he's anyone. not here. No, yeah, he so gets so nothing. Okay, he gets <laughs> enjoy <laughs> your kid, Stu. Right, yes. Enjoy your kid. Yeah. Uh, Cliff, you have a personal. Uh, uh, all my stuff is at Cliff Cash Comedy. All right, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. I can't wait to see you at the punchline. Thank you. Um, stick around, news, weather, and traffic. Debbie Gibson up next. You just opened up for Debbie Gibson. Wow. Put that on your That would have been great in the 80s. <laughs> news, weather, and traffic next. This is The Mark Air Show. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville. Washington to Woodstock. Whenever and wherever there's Air severe weather, a traffic red alert, or breaking news. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center will break in. Depend on it. Hey, this is Rick Springfield, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. All right, joining us now on the Mark Aram Show, we have two very special guests. The first is one of my best friends from high school. His name is Keith Hudak. And uh, the second guest happens to be Keith's biggest crush of all time, the legendary Debbie Gibson. Welcome both Keith and Debbie to the Mark Aram Show. Hello, good morning. How are we doing? <laughs> good. I love that, you know... For a while, it was like the lovely and talented, and now it's legendary, which makes me feel like I'm being called old. No, not at all, because here's the, here's the deal, Debbie. When Keith and I were in high school in Connecticut growing up, um, obviously, we, we adored you, your music, and your, well, everything. Um, but Keith's love for you uh, took on new heights, and he, <laughs> he was, he, without a doubt, your biggest fan, at least in the New England area. 
I just wanted to give, you know, I haven't seen Keith in a while, and I, and I wanted to uh, just, you know, include him on this special interview. So we're not going to talk about what Keith's doing now. We're going to talk about what you're doing now, um, <laughs> because we don't, no one cares what Keith's doing now. But you um, have a special coming out on the Hallmark Channel. Tell us about it. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a movie that um, I actually created. I thought of the story about six or seven years ago. And I've been meeting with Hallmark for about two years on it, and um, it finally came to fruition. And it's basically a very kind of fun, self-deprecating, semi-autobiographical account of what it's like to be in the music business and what it's like if it all falls apart and and where life can take you. And I uh, play a former teen pop star named Debbie Taylor, uh, who falls on a very, very hard career times. And um, it's just super fun. You know, I just love the Hallmark people. And I love that they took some chances with this because they know their audience. They love their audience. There's obviously the romance and the family stuff and, and, and all of the great things that the Hallmark audience loves. But, you know, they're venturing more into music. You know, they've worked with Mariah now and mm-hmm. they worked with me on this. And... And so this just has a little, I think, a little extra sparkle, a little extra pop, and uh, I'm really proud of it. And I think that children of the 80s, I mean, I think everybody watches Hallmark, you know, and who loves music, but especially children of the 80s, I think are really going to love this movie. Well, Keith and I are both uh, proud children of the 80s. The the world premiere of Summer of Dreams is this Saturday, August 27th, 9 p.m. on the Hallmark Channel. When you, how old were you when you first became... Uh, uber famous and came into my life and Keith's life. How old were you when that all happened, Debbie? You know, when I was 16, I got signed and I started playing club dates. I started playing three clubs a night, four nights a week. Wow. Yeah, and um, it took 65 weeks to get Only In My Dreams off the ground. And that was, you know, shaking every program director's hand across the country and um, kissing every baby on the campaign trail. <laughs> and so, you know, things are a little more instantaneous these days. That was a time where I started at 16, and but most people really didn't hear about me till I was 16 going on 17, as the Sound of Music song goes, I am 16 going on 17. <laughs> uh, or, you know, pretty much 17, but it was right around that time. But, but, but to be fair, that, but to be fair, Debbie... Uh, you you hit the music industry at a good time for artists because you know you actually sold records. Records were sold. Keith and I bought your records, your cassettes, your CDs. Absolutely. Uh, you know, awesome. musicians now they don't sell records anymore. That's not how they make their money now. No, I know. Music's like a promotional tool now. Exactly. I know. It's it's kind of crazy. I mean, and I don't mind that either because I always felt like it's like music. Music belongs to the world. It belongs to the people. I don't feel greedy when it comes to music. Like, you know, I wrote my own hits. I've written songs with other people. It's not like I sit around going, I have a third of that song and 100% of this song. (laughs) It's meant to be out in the world. I don't care how it gets there. I don't care if I make money off of it. So, um, but yeah, it was a very different time. Well, I'm gonna, you know, Keith had nine Debbie Gibson posters and one Jim Rice poster on his wall <laughs> growing up. So, Keith, do you have any questions for your your favorite artist of all time? Well, I just wanted to let her know that she was my first concert. I went to go see her up at uh, Riverside Park up in Agawam, Mass. 
Right. Um, yeah, very true. That your posters <laughs> all over my bedroom. <laughs> to uh, <laughs> many others' delight. And uh, yeah. no, it's a huge fan. Just always enjoyed your music. Always enjoyed your concerts. And uh, it was just great growing up listening to your music. Thank you. That ne- you know what? That never gets old hearing that. I've got to say that's lovely. I pre- really, really appreciate that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna spill some dirt here, Debbie. Um, when Keith and his wife had their first daughter. Keith wanted to name it Debbie, but uh, his wife... Is that where she drew the line? She was, drew the line on the name. I think I would have drawn the line there, too, Keith. <laughs> and I guess my only other question would be, is there any other music in the works for you? There is. You know, I've, um, I've had so many live dates on my calendar in the last four or five years, which is a great, happy, happy problem to have, to be real busy. Um, and so I've really just been waiting for the right window of time, but I've been quietly writing the next album. I've got probably 30 songs to choose from that mm. I love. And um, so, yes, that will be coming down the road for sure. Excellent. Excellent. Good question, Keith. Yeah. Man, Keith's, Keith's gunning for my job. Uh, it's it's called Summer of Dreams. It premieres this Saturday, August 27th, 9 p.m. on the Hallmark Channel. Debbie, on behalf of everyone in Atlanta and Keith in Connecticut, thank you for your time. Best of luck, and we all adore you. Thank you. Join us now on the Mark Aram Show, an actor who, uh, simply put, has been crushing it from Born Legacy, Ant-Man, Black Mass, Girls, and this Sunday, the uh, season three premiere of The Strain on FX, Mr. Corey Stoll. Corey, thank you so much for joining us. Good to be here. Uh, I want to get to uh, The Strain in, in just a second, but you first caught my eye in uh, the Woody Allen movie Midnight in Paris, where you played, of all people, Ernest Hemingway, and you just you jumped off the screen in that amazing movie. What was it like, uh, first of all, playing a legendary scribe like Ernest Hemingway? Uh, it, was, it was the biggest treat uh, as an actor uh, from from the from the audition. You know, I didn't know before I came into the room uh, to audition for, for for Woody Allen what I was even auditioning for. They just said you're playing somebody really manly. So, you know, I wore my cowboy boots <laughs> to kind of give myself a little strut. And uh, but then they handed me the, the the dialogue and you know playing Ernest Hemingway. Um, and you know, a lot of times you're asked as an actor, you know, what's your what's your dream role? And I wouldn't have really known how to answer that until I was sort of given it. Um, and 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 you know, to play such a such an iconic, brilliant, and flawed uh, person was 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 a real treat. So it was it was it was a lot of fun. You were amazing as an amazing uh, author, um, and from now on, anytime I hear about Ernest Hemingway or I read Hemingway, I am going to picture uh, your face, your voice, your delivery. You were so good in that role, and, and that was a tough movie to to be uh, jumping off the screen because there's so many good actors and performances in that. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a, a, a deep bench of, uh, of incredible, incredible actors and, and uh, you know, playing all these great uh, parts, you know, and then uh, 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 you have F. Scott Fitzgerald and Zelda and, 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 and uh, Picasso and uh, Gertrude Stein. Uh, it was it was it was really fun in the just in a makeup chair to see 
little little wig uh, stands, you know, with you know Toulouse Lautrec written on it, you know, all these, <laughs> all these iconic characters. How was Woody's the director? What was it like to be directed by Woody? Um, he's not big on chatting, really. Um, uh, he's really, you know, he, he doesn't like to, to linger too long on set. The days are very short, uh, and you usually just get, you know, a couple of takes. He's, he's, he's very quick and knows exactly what he wants, um, which is, which is nice for an actor. It's good, it's good to have a director who knows what he wants. Um, but I think, especially when you work with him the first time, there is a terror when you only get a couple takes and you realize that's one of those takes you're going to, you know, is going to be in the movie. And, you know, did I, did I say all my lines? <laughs> We're talking to Corey Stoll, actor, uh, FX season three premiere of The Strain this Sunday at 10 p.m. Uh, you go from Midnight in Paris to Dill Harcourt in Girls. Um, a totally different role, but uh, yet another role you just demolished. You were so good in that role. Thank you, sir. And I, I talked to Andrew Runnels uh, on the show a couple of months ago, and obviously uh, you and him had some uh, very intimate scenes. Um, w- are we going to see you back on the show again, or was that, uh, you know, once the, the relationship with uh, Andrew's character is over, that's it? Uh, I, I'll have to go with the no comment on that. I'm not quite <laughs> sure uh, what, the, uh, what the policy is. But understood, I understood. Think- yeah, you know, whether you, whether you see the character or not, uh, that's not the last that uh, that Elijah has seen of Dill. Um, it's a small it's a small city. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're bound to run into each other again. Well, I, I don't know if, if it was just me or if, or if the rest of the audience felt this way, but uh, you know, I was rooting for that couple. I wanted that couple to happen, and then you had to be just you know uh, a male slut and 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 dump poor Andrew to the side. <laughs> Well, that's not how I see it. <laughs> you know, I felt like I was I was letting him down as gently as possible. Um, you know, Dill is uh, Dill is discovering who he is, um, and uh, uh, you know, Elijah was uh, an unfortunate. <laughs> it was unfortunately uh, cast aside. Well, at, at the very least, Elijah but, will know, have Dill is Dill is. Yeah, Dill is on a on a journey of self discovery. There you go. Uh, so you know he can he, he can change. Excellent, excellent. All right, so tell us about the strain season three premiering this Sunday on FX. What can we expect to see? Uh, well, you know, over the first two seasons, there was a sort of a slow deterioration of the uh, the, the, the the status of uh, non vampires uh, in New York, and uh, by season three. The, uh, the the scales of of, uh, of power have definitely tilted towards towards the vampires. It's it's pretty much uh, chaos uh, in the streets of New York, and it, the, the each season has sort of gotten bigger in terms of scale, and, and that definitely holds true for this this season. It's it, it, you know we had a couple big episodes in the first season where there were. It was like a little action movie, um, and I feel like almost every episode this season is like that. There's just a, a, a ramping up of, of scale and and ambition, and, and this this season is really they really it's sort of full throttle the whole. 
I, I know you got to go real quick though, Corey. Um, your next project, whatever your next project might be, would, would you prefer a movie or a TV series? Which do you prefer to, to act in? You know, it, it, it's really, it's all about the material and, and, and the people you're working with and then the characters you're getting to play. Um, you know, every medium has its, its advantage and disadvantage. I mean, my next project I'm starting on Monday is actually I'm, 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 I'm doing a play. So, um, you know, it's, it, for me, I, it's, it's variety. It's being able to jump from one to the other. Uh, that's that's the most exciting, you know. After after doing TV for a while, I'm excited to do a movie, and then after doing movies, I'm excited to do a play. So, has that for a non-answer? That, that's fine. No, I mean it's, it's got to be a tough thing, you know, to 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 answer. I do TV and radio, and if someone asked me which I prefer, I wouldn't I wouldn't know how to answer that. So, uh, yeah, I, I very uh, I understand that very much. And you're listen, you're Ernest freaking Hemingway. So whatever you say is is poetry to my ears. So. Uh, Thank you so much, Corey, for uh, for joining us. Truly, big fan here, and I'll continue to watch your success rise and rise. Thanks a lot, man. Take care, buddy. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show, always available on the social media, um, on Twitter, at Mark Aram, Facebook, Mark Aram, WSB, and Instagram, Mark Aram. I don't ask for much. But if you can, if you get a chance over the weekend, um, like my Facebook page, please. I've got an absurdly low number of Facebook likes. I mean, it's a high number, but compared to like my coworkers, the people upstairs, I've got zero likes compared to them. So if you get a chance, uh, like my Facebook page, Mark Aram WSB, and uh, if you do that, I'll I owe you one. I'll do I'll do you a favor. Or well, you can do that and. Um, tonight only, if you uh, follow me on Instagram, it's just Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. I will, uh, I'll follow you back. So there you go. Get busy on social media. Follow me on Twitter, at Mark Arum. Like my Facebook page, Mark Arum WSB. And please do that. And if you follow me on Instagram tonight, I will follow you back. It's just regular Mark Arum on Instagram. All right. Uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. News, weather, and traffic next. This is the Mark Arum Show. Like deja vu And I got another clip down a deja crew I sip piss down Don't pee more with the piss down Just cause I'm pissy don't mean you should miss down Keep them in the fitties and hundreds all the range Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.